Uh, let's go ahead and do a recap, though. I think uh, anybody that wants to do a recap from last episode, what do you remember? Well, uh, lots of things that happened. Uh, the uh, USS Europa was officially uh, launched on its first mission. Uh, a good portion of our crew uh, is taking it for its inaugural run uh, to Bajor, where our hopes are that we can quell uh, the discontent in the Bajor system enough to that maybe we can finally push Bajor over the line and get them as part of the Federation. Um, meanwhile, uh, some other members of our crew uh, were asked to investigate possible disturbances um, being done and keep an eye on uh, the first and second ministers uh, who are on the station. Uh, we ended after a uh, small riot broke out on Deep Space Nine. Uh, and uh, we, uh, after a brief scuffle, um, we are trying to figure out uh, who might be responsible. Right. Anybody else got anything you want to add to that? No, no. I, I think that uh, I think that about covers it. Uh, there was the uh, maybe uh, maybe John can remind me the inoculation we did. <laughs> yes. uh, do you remember what that what that fake uh, outbreak was? Some kind of bird flu. I'm I'm forgetting the uh, Rigelian bird Rigelian flu. Yes. bird flu. That's it. That, that was fantastic. First Minister Shakar was down. acting a little acting a little hinky and we thought we might want to get some good scans, which we didn't end up doing, but we did run a good scam on the ministers and got <laughs> for not for fake inoculations. Uh, yeah. And, and use that to, to uh, split them all. Uh, Ambrose was able to have a, a fairly meaningful conversation with second minister Asaram uh, and set up a sort of, uh, what do you want to call it? Dinner. Uh, yeah, dinner. <laughs> uh, sure, just dinner. Uh, and uh, yeah, the the only other what was that? What was that quote during the fight? Uh, yes, as the fight broke out, uh, one of them shouted, "Avatar of Peace, Valhalla," which I'm sure is never going to come up again. Never. So we don't never, need to worry ever. about that. So, uh, we left off with the crew on DS9. There had just been a fight. Um, and uh, everyone had kind of settled their things together. I forgot to make a note of who the uh, head of security was for DS9 last episode. Uh, I do not have an image, but I believe everyone knows, uh, per the books, uh, the character um, of Rolaren, who is the current uh, head of security aboard ds9 
I had to look that up, but that is what it is per the books. So uh, with that in mind, uh, she is actually a Bajoran liaison, a Bajoran uh, and not a Starfleet officer. The Starfleet officer that you talk to, though, is still quite influential. And we'll just use him as an example uh, going forward. And I did not name him, which I will when you guys get a chance to meet him again. Um, so the so the person that Ambrose met with who gave him this sort of unofficial job, that still, was somebody else. That was not not okay. the head of yeah not, not the not official really. head of star uh, of, yeah. of security on the station but the head of the starfleet branch of security aboard the station um and roe would be the uh would be the actual official head uh, and we're going to say that he is commander uh, uh commander edwin would be the commander that you spoke with um with that in mind uh that's the only thing i think i didn't get done right last time one of the many things i didn't get right done that i would admit to um so uh, when we start out this session, uh, we're going to we are on DS9 to start with uh, Commander Ambrose and company. Uh, I believe that uh, everyone should be involved here. I'm probably having a meeting uh, in um, one of the conference rooms uh, that they can all get caught up and, and know uh, what has happened, what information they have and, and uh, that kind of thing so that we can move people forward and decide where to go from there. Um, so I'll, let me set this in a little better. We're in one of the conference rooms on DS9. It's one of the outer ring, uh, on the outer, uh, not the habitat ring, but the outer part of the um, central ring of the station. Um, so we've got the big windows that you can see, you know, the big oval eye-shaped windows. The table is long and, and partially curved like anything Cardassian. Um, uh, it is a standard conference room beyond that like there is a display a display screen um there are beverages served by quarks um at the expense of you know starfleet or whomever so uh everyone sitting on the table and commander uh ambrose you are sitting at the head of the table uh anyone who wants to take the lead go ahead uh, who who else is here the europa hasn't arrived yet right the europa has not yet Correct. arrived although you have been told that it will be arriving soon um, so it is just the four people that were on the station, the four uh, Starfleet officers that were on the station who are going to be on the Europa going forward. If uh, you don't remember who that is, we can go around. And... Yeah, we'll we'll go through and introduce them again, too. So um, it should be Ambrose. Well, go ahead and go ahead and introduce which characters you guys are playing. Go ahead. OK, uh, yes. Yeah, so at the at the head of this conference table is uh, Commander Orani Ambrose. Uh, he is, well, we actually have uh, a picture of him if you want to throw that up, but, uh, it is yep. labeled up there over the dice feed. Uh, yeah. Arani Ambrose is, is a human, uh, Starfleet commander, uh, a veteran of quite a, quite a few conflicts. Uh, he's in his mid thirties or so. So he's, he's been through, uh, the board conflict with Wolf three, five, nine. He's fought through the entirety of the, uh, uh, the Dominion War. He was captured uh, and held at one of those, uh, you know, deep asteroid prisons. And uh, yeah, just just finished some some rehab, and he's getting back on his first real assignment uh, with Europa after after all of that nonsense. Uh, yeah, he is for the most part human. The only distinguishing feature he would have otherwise is just a very slight uh, indentation. At the top of the at the top of his uh, nose ridge, and a slight dimple uh, near the near the top ends of his eyebrows. 
so extra points for anyone in the audience who can pick out what uh, obscure race he is uh, a part of. Uh, yeah, so he's at, he's at the head of this table, uh, and I suppose looking around, uh, probably immediately to his, his left, kind of his second in command here, as it would be, uh, it would probably be uh, Dr. Marr. Uh, Dr. Marr is a Vulcan of early middle age, long, shiny black hair, rather slender and delicately built. Uh, Dr. Marr is a senior chief because they were a civilian doctor in private practice on Vulcan until the Dominion War broke out and they volunteered to serve as a combat medic, thinking that as someone who'd been through the process of Kolinar, they might handle the strains of battle more than a lot of other members of other species and has, has served with Dr. Ambrose, I mean, with Commander Ambrose through the war um, and has, is willing to fight, but definitely a pacifist and very, very graceful in their movements and has not, doesn't admit to it, but has clearly studied some sort of martial art in great detail. And it, it's evident in the way they move and carry themselves. Elizabeth? Well, I think uh, next to his left is a uh, rather lanky looking uh, trill woman uh, with her um, hip, uh, long blonde hair bound into a messy bun. Uh, she looks nervous and like she's uh, about to, uh, she wants to melt into the, uh, wall behind her. Um, but, uh, uh, it is, uh, Yezabeth, um, uh, Yezabeth, uh, uh, Chirica, um, and, and, uh, she is a, this is her first, uh, posting in Starfleet and, uh, she's ready to help, uh, however she can. All right. Last one. Uh, you said, you, you're sitting next to Mars left or to... Yeah, I, oh. I, I figured we were going counterclockwise. Okay. Um, so sitting next to Ambrose's left, um, Fiona would have set herself up there, is a woman about 25-ish, um, stocky build with short cropped red hair. Um, she's got the uh, Lieutenant Junior Grade, if I remember right, Pips. Um, this is... She's been on DS9 for a couple of years now. Um, she's not quite a seasoned officer, but she's been around long enough. She knows the ropes and is comfortable in the on the station. And you never got me a picture for this one, right? No. Um, last week was a little rough, so yeah. I did not do most of any. We'll have that picture later. So, um, yeah, you guys are sitting around there. You, you basically, the meeting is here for everyone to get caught up and introduced uh, to each other. Since this is the Europa's crew, the Europa's on the way, should be here shortly. And okay. there is obviously something going yeah. on that um, the Starfleet may need, you know, that the other members of the, the team here may need help with. Um, so anyone wants to share, now is a good time to, to get into the discussion of what happened last time um, betwixt the players. Ensign Suchera, how are your hands doing? Um, fine. Uh, you know, uh, minor uh, burns, but nothing 
nothing a little uh a little nothing you weren't able to fix that is good to hear everyone else is doing all right i think that incident was solved fairly quickly Indeed, I had heard the scuffle and barely, barely made it to the back of the crowd before you had it, before your miraculous leap from the catwalk and the ensign's quick thinking got the shields up. I still can't believe I forgot to turn off the anti-tampering system. (laughs) We forget Uh, the simplest things under stress. I'm rather more concerned with deadly weapons in the hands of persons on the station. Commander, what what was it exactly we were asked to do uh, by the station security? Well, I suppose cat's out of the bag at this point. Uh, all of this, from what I understand, is unofficial. Uh, but the Starfleet security liaison here at the station uh, wanted well, wanted me uh, to look after the first and second minister and I suppose ascertain where their headspace was uh, and what may have prompted their recent change of heart. Uh, Shakar over the last five months on this tour of Uh, Federation worlds has been slowly becoming more and more disillusioned, which I find rather odd as he was initially quite a proponent for joining the Federation. And while I will admit Starfleet is rebuilding after all of these crises, I would doubt he should have any reason for, for his current state. almost contradictory, uh, the second minister, Asaram, was previously against this whole situation and is now is, uh, and is now much more hopeful. I had a rather nice conversation with her before this incident. So I suppose going forward, at least until the Europa arrives, arrives after that, I don't know uh, if we will be staying on for this particular assignment, but until the Europa arrives, I'd like to see how we all work together and uh, see if we can figure out if there's anything unusual going on with the first and second ministers. The first minister did express feeling unusually tired, but otherwise asymptomatic and refused further treatment, though I offered it to him. It's impossible at this point to say if there is anything physiological in play. Uh, Likewise, uh, the second minister did sort of offhandedly mention a slight concern about Shakar's recent change of attitude, but was either unwilling or unable to really nail down any symptoms, any causes. I see. Has anybody spoken with him directly about this? When I examined him, um, 
a cursor examination indicated nothing other than mild exhaustion. Uh, he did indicate further concerns about his health, but refused to pursue anything further and departed for, as he claimed, to rest. And that was the extent of my, my interaction with him. Sure, but I meant about his change of heart. Has anybody just asked him? Not, uh, not so forthright, no, but we do have a sort of dinner party, uh, I believe, tomorrow evening. Once they're all set in, that would be a good time to mingle, get the gossip. Do we know where the Kai and the Vedic sit and have they changed their minds recently? Has there been a newly appointed Kai? There has not. I, uh, my internal Bajoran politics is a little rusty, but everything is in a sort of state of upheaval. There really isn't a Kai right now, and I'm not sure the Vedic assembly is all that well put together either. You'll recall that um, after a after the Enterprise E discovered the orb of memory, uh, and Kira uh, at the time Colonel Kira released the um, Ohala's prophecies to the to the Bajoran Comnet, um, it caused a great deal of upheaval in the Bajoran religious community as a whole, and it has caused okay. a regression of the Vedic Assembly. Um, they've become paralyzed when trying to try to choose a new Kai. Um, and uh, uh, after the orb was presented by the Enterprise to Shakar, uh, and he's recently brought it back, uh, was uh, around the time that he began having a change. So once the orb was discovered mm. was when he began to have his, his uh, varied thoughts on the process. Well, it seems... Fairly likely that the orb influenced him somehow. They do tend to do that. Indeed. Hmm. From we what can... I understand, it's a very personal journey. I find Indeed. the concept fascinating. It might, I might be able to pursue a neutral conversation with him about comparative mysticism in Vulcan and Bajoran culture and draw him out in less challenging way than questioning his politics? Maybe the orbs emit some kind of radiation that continues to, you know, there, there must be a scientific explanation for the influence they have. Perhaps there's some kind of radiation that might be affecting him that we might be able to detect. I believe I there's been some minor scientific uh revelations over the past few years in that regards, but it's still largely a mystery. You could ask Cisco if you ever see him again. Uh, uh, all right, never mind. Forget I said anything. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a very alien phenomenon. But you're right, uh, there, there is likely some sort of outside influence it's just whether that influence is over and Shakar is dealing with it internally or if there's something else 
going on. I mean, these orbs have done all kinds of crazy things, shown visions. I think one of them even sent somebody back in time or forward. I try to stay away from all that temporal. I really don't want any of that. It's we'll keep that side of Starfleet back on Earth. <laughs> but right. I suppose there are, I mean, there's a whole contingent of Starfleet diplomats here exactly for for this express overt purpose. That that That's certainly not my position. I don't think that's any of our forte. Plus, I, I do like the doctor's idea. And I, I think... Uh, I think during this dinner party that we have, if you can get him thinking in certain directions, we both may be able to ascertain where his head is at a bit more. I can certainly try, Commander. Uh, as for the other two of you, I uh, honestly wasn't aware about bringing you into this investigation. I figured we would meet uh, shipboard, but since you're here and involved, I turn. I definitely welcome your input. Always happy to help, sir. I suppose we could certainly use uh, another security officer for such a dinner party, especially I, for uh, expecting more insurgents. Right. I suppose insurgents is technically the right word. Dis dissidents. I mean, I completely understand if you don't want me to come to this high state dinner. Uh, you know, I'm just an ensign. Uh, perhaps instead I can ask around the, about this avatar of, of, of uh, peace. If you think that's where you'll be more most useful, that's definitely an avenue we could go down. Maybe there's... Uh, something you could use your technical skills on. Well, uh, I could look at the records of uh, orb influence to see if I can find any commonalities. Um, maybe we can detect something on the station. Maybe take a look at their shuttle as well, if it's still docked. I don't know if that's... Uh, Maybe look into what ship or ships they use during this store, this tour of Federation space. See if you can find any abnormalities. All right. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Um, on that, we will um, head back to the Europa for a few minutes. Um, You've gotten a call, Captain, uh, from Starfleet in the general vicinity of DS9 to let you know that there has been an incident um, and that tensions are uh, escalating on the on the station. Um, also, uh, it appears as though uh, a, the, the, the wife of a former, well, now missing um, Starfleet officer, uh, one... Uh, Yates uh, has been 
she has she has been reported as missing from uh, a, her home on Bajor uh, in the last 12 hours or so. And that's something that they would like you to look into uh, as a favor to the Starfleet Command. Um, in addition to that, uh, you've also been told that uh, it sounds it seems as though as the Defiant has been uh, is now out of contact and has been out of contact for some time. And we are not certain that we're going to hear from them anytime soon. Um, but a ship will be dispatched to look for them in the Gamma Quadrant, um, just to keep you appraised of the situation. Um, anything you wish to to do with that new information? Um, no, I mean I'll I'll, I'll brief the senior officers uh, uh, about this so that way they're aware of the situation. Mm -hmm. I think uh, he'll make the offhand comment, uh, you know, investigate a disappearance, make peace with Bajor, and maybe we maybe if there's time after dinner, solve the board crisis. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Um, does anybody else have anything they want to do on the Europa? Um, Cass wouldn't mind a little time with Ava. With, with Ava. Okay. So, uh, Lieutenant Cass... And, uh, no, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Lieutenant Cassianath is the Andorian science officer. Uh, she's in her late 20s tallish, rather thin, long silver hair, um, rather high energy, um, given to geeking out, a bit of a gossip, really curious about her crewmates. Uh, as part of just sort of, there's a line between anthropological studies and gossip and Kaz sometimes crosses it without really noticing it. And she is, her chief duty right now is to work with the brand new AI just installed on the ship. And it's only been active for a couple days on the journey out. Yep. I don't think I have a picture of that character, but you can see the character in the corner there. And I will try to get one for next time. So you are in the, um, assuming I'm, I'm since we interviewed, we, we interacted with her last time in the, um, the library room, the library access room. I assume that is probably what will be this time as well. There we are. You said you wanted to speak with Ava, right? That's what you said? Yes. Yep. Um, Morning, Ava. How are you doing today? Greetings, Lieutenant. I am quite well. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Anything interesting going on with the ship or anything that you've discovered new in your interactions with, I guess, your new body, really? I have found getting used to the Europa systems to be quite entertaining. The ship is quite efficient. I'm glad to hear that. Um, can I ask how... How exactly are you perceiving the ship's systems? Does it is it registering as as a physical body, or is it just an input of data without any sort of somatic component to it? How what does it feel like being a starship? That is a difficult that's a difficult question to answer without uh, outside comparison. However, the ship does contain bioneural packs, and so uh, that integrate with my positronic systems. Uh, so I would say that the sensations that I feel are somewhat uh, akin to sensory organs. 
that is fascinating. So you would feel radiation on the hull, like sunlight on a being's skin. Oh, wow. That's, that's, this is going to be a really interesting trip, Abe. I'm looking forward to watching you figure out who you are. And so we, maybe we can find some way of communicating what it's like to each other to be such very different sorts of beings. With that in mind, Lieutenant, I would wonder, who do you think would be a good example to observe aboard this vessel to learn the duties of a Starfleet officer? Ah, well, that's the thing about the Europa is it looks like we're going to have a little bit of everything and a really diverse group from a lot of different species and a lot of very different styles of being an officer. Um, the captain is a marvelous example. And it sounds like the, our new first officer is going to be very, very different. So you'll have quite a number of data points to try to form a composite image out of. I look forward to the experience. This, the Europa does t seem to have, per records, a abnormally, abnormally diverse crew. It does. And I think you're going to find that input particularly useful. Um, you're going to be figuring out just who and what you are and having more than one, having so many different ways of being to examine, I think might enrich that experience of discovery for you. I am looking forward to it. As there are no other artificial life forms aboard this ship. Well, not really. Not really, no. I mean, the EMH, but... <clears throat> they are substantially lesser. Yeah. Are there any other artificial intelligences in Starfleet? So far as I, am, oh, so far as I have been aware, the, I am the only ship equipped with such a system. You are the only one, and ho you know, hopefully the first of many. Um, there's, of course, Commander Data from the Enterprise, different sort of artificial intelligence, but one fully embodied. Well, you're fully embodied. You're just larger. So you probably are quite a bit alike. Dr. Maddox has told me that my matrix is designed after that of the Sung-type androids. Data has served successfully in Starfleet for decades and has been an exemplary officer. And I understand a beloved member of, of his ship's crew. So it's a, it, it's a good model to build on. I will endeavor to look farther into his record. Thank you, Lieutenant. My pleasure, Eva. Is there anything else I can do for you? Oh, not now, I don't think, but... If anything you find interesting that you want to share comes along, call me anytime. I, I'm here to aid in your journey of discovery as much as you're here to aid in ours. So please make use of me. I look forward to further conversations, Lieutenant. Thank you. Um, anyone else have anything aboard the Europa or we'll jump back to DS9? Um. I think I've got a good idea for an away team to go to Bajor to investigate uh, the disappearance of uh, Yates. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking Desavi 
Cass, Tesavi, uh, Cass, uh, Gisa, as well as um, uh, Kova. Is everybody cool with that? Sure. Cool with that. Sure. Okay. I have to get those again to see, make sure I have the any images that I don't currently have. Um, I'll I, type it in the chat. So that way. Yeah, I added a couple more uh, images, but I didn't get a chance to name them, so I can't tell what they are off the top of my head. Um, jumping back to DS9, um, I believe that someone was going to begin their investigation into things, or were you going to wait until the next night to do that? When uh, during the dinner. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I put a lot on my plate. Um, you know, I think, I think, um, Yezabeth would definitely ask Fiona for help talking to the Bajorans because she's not great with people and she could use a friend. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I thought we could just, you know, go to the Bajoran temple and maybe ask about, uh, this, uh, Avatar. Somebody's got to know something. It's worth a shot. I don't know if such a direct approach is necessarily best, especially if this avatar is part of a dissident group. Well, at least we can find out what but, it is. Even if it's yeah. a dissident group, you know, there, there's got to be somebody who doesn't like them. If he's right. part of a dissident group, and they might be able to give us at least something to go on. Sure. Okay, so you're going to head to the Bajoran Temple? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when you arrive at the Bajoran Temple, there are quite a few people on the outside um, who are offering uh, the, the standard prayers and uh, offerings and things like that, that, the incense burnings and stuff like that, for uh, during times of crisis. Um, but uh, inside the temple, there are uh, very few people. Um, there's a couple of Vedics who are standing out, not Vedics, but um, Prylars, who are standing outside of the, the temple and only allowing people in um, on a limited basis. Um, however, being Starfleet, if you would like to enter, they, uh, they are more than happy to have you in because it shows a, a measure of peace between the two people. So you can head right on in if you want. I actually think we could probably talk to people waiting outside. If there's a line to get in, you know, sure. we can just talk to them outside. That way we don't have to mm -hmm. disrupt anything. Sure. Yep. There's a line of people outside and there are two Prylars at the door. So Prylars being one of the lower levels of monks in there in the in the orders. Okay. Perfect. Do you want to role play us out talking to people or do sure. you want to do it as like a general thing? No, we can totally role play a little bit if you want. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, Elizabeth will... Uh, She's going to get cold feet as she's like looking at the groups of people. You know, this was her idea, but now that it's uh, come up, she says, "What do you What do you think? You do the talking, and I will stand here and be ready to jump in at a moment's notice." This night might not end well. <laughs> Diplomacy is not my strong suit. Well, it's not I'll my try. Uh, as you approach one of the Bajorans, they they turn. Uh, it's a, a middle-aged man, um, slender build. Uh, his clothing is not disheveled, but definitely heavily worn. Uh, he is clearly someone who toils for a living, uh, and he uh, he turns and and looks at the two of you as you as you approach, and 
there's a look of, I wouldn't say disdain on his face, but definitely uh, if he could cross the street and walk, he would kind of thing, except he's standing in line, so he can't go anywhere. Mm. Um, but he is, he is, uh, he was doing a little bit of chanting before he came up and uh, he has one of the incense burning uh, sticks in his hand as you approach. He just kind of gets this yeah. cocked back head look at you. Mills just kind of like tosses him a, a a a glance that says, "Like I don't want to fight you, but I yeah. will if I have to." He doesn't look like he's got uh, uh, any kind of like aggressive intentions okay. so much as so much as a um systemic discomfort. Ow. In that case, she would probably kind of kind of cast a glance at him and maybe skirt around him. Sure. Okay. Um. Um, so kind of in a slightly louder than, than normal conversorial tone, um, say, Hey, Asbeth, have you heard of this, this avatar of peace? The, the Bajorans are talking about. Uh, yeah, one of their goons uh, <laughs> came up and pushed and grabbed me the other day. Wow, that's crazy. The, yeah, uh, I know. I thought Bajorans were all about peace, but here, here I am being tossed around. The, the I group, thought so, too. The group as a whole has stopped chanting and is now looking at you. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the gentleman that uh, first eyed you um, kind of Gives you a, 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 a grizzled old man kind of stare, like a get off my lawn kind of stare, and uh, <laughs> sidles up to you a little bit. <clears throat> what do you want to know, Starfleet, about the Avatar of Peace? Well, what? I guess for starters, why they're acting a little less than peaceful. The Avatar of Peace isn't acting anyway. The Avatar of Peace isn't born yet. So why are people acting on his behalf then? Acting to stop him. The Avatar of Peace is a an omen. A bad omen. I see. The Cardassians, they promised peace. The Federation promises peace. And here this Avatar is born of humans? I don't don't think Bajor can withstand another time of peace. Well, I'm not exactly the Cardassians. Trill's been pretty peaceful and it's worked out for us. The Federation came here for us. There would never have been a dominion. There would have been a dominion regardless. They would have stayed on their side of the celestial temple and left us alone as they had for millennia it was starfleet and the federation that brought them here it was starfleet and the federation that brought war and destruction to this galaxy starfleet that kept the cardassians from your door too Hmm. i don't remember reading about this in any of my religious studies courses is this a new prophecy that's been going around or did i just miss something they come from the ohala the ohala's prophecies the ones released by Major Kira. 
Kind yes, of. but who she gave us the truth, and it would be the Vedix and Starfleet who would keep us from it. That was a very Klingon Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> Starfleet. I mean, it sounds like a slightly Klingon Bajoran. Yeah. Uh, we played Klingons last night. I can't help it. <laughs> um, anyways, yes, he says um, uh, Starfleet would, would, would keep us from the truth. Kira gave us what is right. Well, what- Why would Starfleet keep you from the truth? Because it is against your own interests. The same as any other foreign-powered meddling in Bajor's affairs. You're no different than the Cardassians. You just have smaller spoons. And less slavery. For now. When has Starfleet ever enslaved anyone? There's cultural enslavement as much as there is physical enslavement. Look, nobody wants to enslave anybody. We, we're just trying to figure out what Bajor wants and to help them get it. That's it. Bajor wants to be free. A free Bajor. That is what we want, and that is what the Avatar of Peace will deny us. Your presence, your joining of your federation. He kind of just kind of growls and you know, sort of bites down, obviously saying something even worse. Well, I, look, I, I'm i not human, so I can't be the avatar of peace. So let me tell you, when I want peace, it's just because it's easier for everybody, uh, including Bajor. You know, the Dominion didn't want peace from Bajor. They wanted compliance. That's not the same thing as peace. Yeah. The Federation has always been good at talking, haven't hasn't it? Well at least until I joined. <laughs> You're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> Away with you, Federation dogs. You're not of any You'll find no allies here. Any oh, uh, uh he kind of uh, gives you a, a gesture of shoe of shoe. Uh, yeah. good, good luck with your prayers. Sorry to disturb you. Don't call us next time some gal- galactic superpower comes knocking at your door. And Mills will turn around and walk away. Well, that's that. That's certainly interesting. I think we need to know more about what these scrolls say. Uh, I can put in some research and see if I can find out anything that might help our uh, help our cause. Yeah. I mean, Kira released them to the hollow. They should still be, they weren't taken down, right? No, they should still be up. Yeah. I, 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 I'll take a look at them tonight and see what I can find out. I'm good at research. That I can do. All right. I'll report back to the commander and give him this information. Thanks for helping me out. I, I don't know if I would have uh, had the guts to talk to them on my own. No problem. Help out our fellow members, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, apparently enslave them. Well, you know. She rolls her eyes. Whatever we feel like, I guess. 
I guess. I don't yeah. know. I say if the Bajorans don't want us, hell with it. Leave them to their own devices and they'll figure it out the next version of the Cardassians that comes along. Well, uh, I, th- I, th- I think we can at least, I think we can at least differentiate ourselves from the Cardassians. I think he, no matter how bad oh, we are, far. we can do that at least. That's I don't I don't like the hell idea. of an insult. You know, when I put on this uniform, I definitely didn't want people to think of me as an oppressor. Kind of stings that they do. Either, and I to a to an extent, I under I understand. the The Bajorans lived under Cardassian rule for a long time, and it's a very dark place in their history. But to compare us to the Cardassians and to compare us to the Dominion is, after all we've done for them, it's a slap in the face. Well, we don't want our help. We don't have to help. Try, try not to take things too personally. I think uh, maybe they just don't like change. I know how that is. There's not liking change, and then there's spitting in the face of somebody who's helped you. So you had, you had back to, uh, to, to inform commander Ambrose of the information that you've discovered. Um, you, uh, you find, I, I assume, uh, and let me know if I'm wrong, but I would assume that Ambrose is probably beginning to oversee some of the setup for the, uh, the, the dinner that he coordinated, um, which will be tomorrow, obviously still, but uh, I mean, you can have a chance to find him there and see if there's any, you can, it's up to you guys if you want to just fill him in and move on, or if you want to actually have the role play to fill it, to, to fill him in at all. I think we can just fill him. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, does anyone have anything else they want to do at the moment? You were going to head to do some research. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get doing that research if uh, that's, Okay. Yeah. Um, give me a, um, let's see. So what, are, first of all, what exactly are you researching? You're, you're going to look into the, the prophecies of Ohala? Uh, yes. Halu? Specifically, um, you know, like science, science skill uh, lets me like ask questions. Sure. So I'd like to ask questions regarding the prophecy of Ohala. All right. Uh, upon researching it. Sure. Give uh, me, give me a control and science role. Uh since you're going through a lot of data. Okay. Control, not reason. Uh, because you're not creating, I think, because you're going through already prescribed data, um, we could do, I mean, if you could tell me why reason would work better, I, I'm, I'm fine with reason. No, that just seemed more intuitive to me, but uh, I can go with uh, control. Okay. Uh, got a f- and then <clears throat> computer systems, if you have that, would be uh, a good one. I've got research, so yeah, I'll take that one. That'll work too. Okay, um, I got a four and a nineteen. That uh, is two successes. Okay, uh, so you you can find information pretty easy. That'll give you two uh, two momentum to spend on learning more. Okay, um, the first thing I want to know is. Uh, does the avatar of peace, is the avatar of peace specifically a human, according to the the 
the prophecies? No. Um, what you find really quick, I'll give you the base information. Um, okay. The uh, the the prophecies were discovered by someone named Istani Rayla, uh, a Bajoran, and they were found in the city of Balhalla, which is one of the big uh, dig sites that where uh, earlier on. Uh, Cisco had actually found a, a prophecy from them as well that um, turned out to unleash a Pa Wraith, uh, which is all in the, 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 the notes that you'll have there. Um, the, the, direct, uh, the direct translation that you're reading, um, which is a later translation after the original uh, release of them, um, says the child of, the Avatar of Peace is a child of the emissary. Um, and that so and and because the emissary was human in this case, uh, everyone is assuming that obviously this person that this avatar piece would be human. So, okay, um, it says specifically child of the emissary. Specifically, the child of the emissary. That mm, my character doesn't know about Yates, but um, okay. Uh, and then, is there anybody specific who is preaching this interpretation of the? Uh, the thing of the of that prophecy it seems to be a largely um uh groundswell movement um there were several people who attempted to uh, to suppress the idea of uh, of these prophecies um and and the the commentary that they used a lot a lot of the vedics that were talking about not releasing these was that it it's a poor translation or that this prophecy isn't um uh, isn't doesn't hold any real merit. And one of the things they cite is that uh, in the prophecy, it states that 10,000 uh, will die before the at, at the birth of the child uh, or some sort of 10,000 people will die because of the birth of the child or 10,000 will die um, before the child is born. and The 10,000th one will be the child. It's, it's difficult. Like the translations have been muddled, so they're not the Vedics were very hesitant to let this out. So the tell me if I'm getting this right. So the uh, the Vedic establishment is against this open interpretation, but yes. there is uh, a ground grassroots yes. uh, interpretation. Okay. Yep. Um, I believe that's two questions. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's two. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to they want to do real quick? Mills, what were you going to do? I will share this information with everybody, by the way. Okay. Um, I was going to, to debrief um, Ambrose on what we'd learned at the temple. Right. Yeah, we were, unless yeah. unless you guys want to role play that out, we don't have to. Okay. So. Um, no, and then in that case, she'll just, she'll go wherever um, he tells her to go or help set up or whichever. Okay. Um, what are you doing, Ambrose? Uh, yeah, it would probably make sense that I'm helping to coordinate this dinner event. Uh, and yeah, I, I would probably set Mills up with whatever other uh, security team is going to be present for that. Very bare minimum stuff. I figure this would be a fairly small event. Um, I mean, as far as who would be invited, I mean, I think that would just be uh, I, I, I think this is a, an idea I presented to, you know, whoever is currently running DS9, um, and that I was just sort of 
there to help out and be a be a good old Starfleet liaison. Right. Uh, but I I I I wouldn't think I would be necessarily in charge of the whole diplomatic purpose of this meeting. Sure. If that makes sense. Okay. Sure. Um. Uh, yeah, so, pro- so probably a bunch of people that I'm not even necessarily all that well familiar with, but I, I would like a joint uh, security force between Starfleet and, uh, you know, the DS9's Bajoran security force. Right. Though I'd want to make sure everybody is well vetted, uh, I'd probably be forced to have an extended conversation with Quark about the menu. Um right. Uh, while you're talking to Quark, because this is something I was going to bring up, while you're talking to Quark, you notice that he is quite distracted. He is far more distracted than usual uh, than you would expect uh, a, a host who, or a, a caterer in this case, who is going to be making a significant amount of latinum from people who always pay their bills. Um, uh, okay. There's definitely something uh, that is, is is distracting, and a few times you see him glance in the corner at a couple of Nausicans. Uh but uh, he every time every time he glances at them, he he corrects himself quickly and and uh, goes back to, to uh, speaking with you about the the food and beverage, the food and wine selection and the cheeses and all that you know the little hot dogs and um, but it is consistently that he he's looks back to the the two Nausicans. Say hot dogs. <laughs> it's <laughs> delicacy. delicacy. <laughs> <laughs> The tiny ones, you know, the little Vienna ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Vienna was an important city. It, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think I'm just going to to lean my arm down on the bar and uh, like I'm like I'm lo- looking over his shoulder at whatever menu he's presenting. Okay. Quark. I don't have to be telepathic to know there seems to be a problem here. What? Don't make my don't make your problem my problem. That's all I have to say. Now is the, is there going to be a problem? He uh he's he kind of like looks back a little bit over his shoulder and smiles as his hand raises from away from the uh, data pad and says, "No problem, Commander." The he taps a couple times. Uh, the catering will be uh, supplied well, and then kind of hands the thing over towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for your thumbprint. Uh, I mean, does it does everything look in order? Is there some secret message he's trying to type to me on this data pad? <laughs> uh, no. Um, but give me an insight. What's a good one here? Give me an insight and command. Sure. Let's see here. Insight. Command. Uh, Don't think those focuses would apply. Nah. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's see what I can find out. Two successes. Okay. Um. There is a, a secondary message <clears throat> on the data pad that is closed um but you can see it kind of like blinking almost like a text message blinker you know uh on the pad uh, if you take it you could open it if you take the pad from him you could open it um 
and see what it said. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it and just scroll through the menu and the contract and all that, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go like I'm like I'm gonna put my thumbprint on and just kind of fat thumb the tab. <laughs> okay, uh, it brings up a contract between the Nausikans and Quark, uh, and in a quick read, it looks like they're going to be they're being hired to. Um, attack something on Bajor. Uh, it looks like it might be a temple somewhere on Bajor. They're being hired by Quark to do this. Okay. All right. Sure. Sure, Quark. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so so I think at, at this point, uh, mm, mm, right, right. Uh, <laughs> No, this this all looks this all looks in order. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to get this to uh, to you know, the Starfleet commander of the station and make sure he has overview of this. I'll I'll run this to him right now. I'll uh, I'll be right back. He tries to <laughs> he tries to grab it from you, but I assume you're going to 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 pull it away and dodge it away, dodge out of the way. Uh, pretty much. Uh, oh, do you, would you like to come with me? Uh, I'm okay, Commander. It's I have business here to attend to. Yeah, I. Uh, I see that. Uh, and he kind of wrings his hands a bit as you uh, as you exit. Okay. Uh, so if I remember correctly, uh, the security office is pretty much directly across the promenade from from Quarks. Pretty much, yeah. Like purposely. Um, is there a Starfleet presence there, or is that just Bajoran security? Uh, there is a Starfleet presence that that mills in and out. It's a it's a Bajoran run office, obviously, but there are there is still a, a Federation presence on the station. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to make my way to the the command center. I forget what they call it on the space station. Ops, um, ops. ops. yeah, ops. I couldn't remember if it was CIC or ops, but CIC is a uh, Battlestar. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make my way to ops. What I am going to to tap my com badge and call for. Um, who did you say his name? Commander Edwards. Was Commander Edwin? Yeah. Yeah, Edwins. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to meet him in uh, ops? Yeah. Uh, who is who is currently the commander of this station? The current commander of the station is Kira, but she is gone. So the first officer um, and. Uh, that's a good question. I don't have the name. Um, the there's a, a it's a command. It's a um, it is a Starfleet officer though. Let me I'll, I'll find it for you when you get up to the bridge. Uh, when you get up to the, the ops. So. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I would I would tap my com badge, uh, Commander Edwin. I could use your assistance up in ops, and I think it would be prudent to send a, a discreet security team over to Quarks. There seems to be a. Nausicaan birthday party that we're going to have to contend with. Um, so you were heading to the ops station uh, with Commander Edwin about uh, to talk about uh, the wrongdoings of Quark, um, where you will also when you arrive, you come with the little, the little elevator thing. And uh, Edwin, who is a. Uh, um, Probably mid to late thirties, uh, stocky man with a thin beard. Um, his hair is kind of thinning, um, but it's not bald yet. It's just getting quite thin on top. Um, but it's close cropped. Otherwise, uh, he is, uh, his, a his uniform is, with hair. 
uh, and that's that's the commander is a bully, and this is Edward's. The, You're talking Edwin. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, the security. My guy. mistake. Yep. Um, he is uh, his his uniform is immaculate though. Like it is. If if you were looking at a book and looking at him, you you know the, the Starfleet uniform code of regulations, and looking at him, you would think the book was wrong. Um, <laughs> standing next to him is the commander of the of of uh, DS Nine, a Bolian named Tyrus Jast, a commander by by uh, by rank, uh, a female. Um, she is blue. She has uh, a thin, slender build with sharp cheeks and a, a high set chin. Um, her eyes are quite large, uh, and her she actually has eyebrows, which is a little bit odd on a Bolian. Um, but they are there. Um, when you walk, when as you approach the uh, the the center station there uh, on in the on the ops room, which I don't have a ops room for DS Nine because I didn't think far enough ahead. Um, uh, Jast uh, stands and and uh, reaches out her hand, Commander Ambrose. It's good to see you. Again. Commander Jast, likewise. I hear that uh, Mr. Quark is giving us trouble again. Uh, yes, news travels quickly. Uh, I'll just hand over the, uh, the data pad. You know, it's, it's almost insulting how relaxed he's uh, become since Odo's departure. Yes. Uh, Commander Lara, uh, uh, Miss Rowe will not... Uh, will not approve of this. She will have to step up her game. Uh, she hands the, she looks it over and hands it over to, to Edwin. Um, so, uh, he just handed you this. We were going over, uh, you know, catering for, for the dinner. I'm sure, uh, you'll be attending that as well. Uh, I did, make mention that I understood he was having some sort of possible problem. So maybe this is his way of reaching out. Maybe he's in over his head. I hear he gets in over his head quite often. Yeah, he, uh, Edwin looks at the, the, the document, the, the, the pad and then looks back at, uh, at Jast. Uh, this is, uh, this is one of the temples that we thought we think that, uh, they've taken the, and he kind of trails off and uh, Jast kind of nods her head and looks back at you. Commander, how aware of you are what is, of, of, of what is transpiring aboard the station? Well, uh, I suppose my political knowledge of anything really only started uh, yesterday when I met the ministers. Until then, I've had my hands full. Yes, Mister uh, Mister Edwin has has expressed his um, his need to reach out to you and have you deal with some of what sh- the the deal the the issues with Shakar and and uh, Asarim. Um, as you can tell, we are slightly understaffed here uh, since the Defiant has left. Um, a lot of our major, our main crew, our chief engineer, our captain or colonel. And a great number, our doctor, and several more have left for the Gamma Quadrant on a um, a special errand that the colonel did not feel I was worthy of knowing. Hmm. We are going to require the assistance of a starship shortly, um, as we do not have one. 
Well, just luck. The Europa should be arriving any day now. I do believe that was Commander Hedwin's... As she looks over to him, his cunning plan. He kind of just smiles and... Yeah, I'm not real subtle. <laughs> what can I say? Um, what we know right now is that um, Cisco's Captain Cisco's wife has been taken. She was on Bajor in in uh, at their home, awaiting the now Im- imminent birth of their their child. Um, and she has gone missing. And I believe that Quark in a misguided attempt to help has contracted the Nausikans, but I think he may be using that more as a diversion to get us to do something. Clearly we would like to, but we do not have the resources. And with the turmoil that is going on on Bajor, we don't know who we can trust on the Bajoran government to send anyone. Right. This is an incredibly delicate situation, and Nausikans are incredibly indelicate creatures. Yes. Okay, well, obviously we can't have this. We're going to need the Europa when she arrives, and I think this best that if you can inform your captain of any uh, anything you have learned thus far, um, the less that we are involved, the less it, the, the more likely it is to the less we are seen to be involved, I think the less conflict that there will be between us and the Bajoran crew of DS9. Uh, I could I could get in contact. I'm sure they're close enough for a subspace message. Uh, you may want to contact Starfleet headquarters about approving them for maximum warp capabilities. Get them here a little bit faster. Agreed. And just kind of, I will, uh, I will reach out to Starfleet. I will contact the captain as well once he uh, is in system. So as things don't look too out of place. Mm. But anything you can inform him of before he arrives, um, I believe the Europa will need to, uh, may need to take some some semblance of charge of the situation uh, to prevent any bleed over. Okay. Well, I, I think, I think from an operational standpoint, this is something well within our capabilities, but this ties dangerously close into the problems this station and Bajor as a whole are having with the Federation. These, uh, Ohalu prophecies. Agreed. I have my team looking into it, but again, we are somewhat understaffed for our uh, for Starfleet. And the Bajoran teams don't really seem to be responding since Kira left. I can forward you the data that one of my ensigns dug up. See if see if there's anything you don't already have. Excellent. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we look forward to seeing you at your dinner tomorrow. All right. There's that to do, too. All right. Thank you for your diligence, Commander. Any assistance that you and the Europa can provide is going to be greatly appreciated. 
I'll keep you apprised. You do the same. Thank you. And she goes back to uh, up the stairs towards the office. Uh, Edwin, would you like me to accompany you back to Quark's or will your men take care of this? I'll handle it from here, but thank you. Um, kind of want to see where Quark's going to take this, but I definitely want to make sure he knows that we know. I'd, uh, I'd be careful about any level of Nausicaa involvement. Agreed. I will definitely intervene right. with the Nausicans. <laughs> All right. I don't need a new heart to go with this new lung. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, anyone else have anything they want to do on board DS9 before the Europa gets close enough for contact? Okay. Nope. Um, so. Actually, actually. Um, uh, aboard, uh, uh, did, did you say somebody on, on DS9 or somebody on, on Europa? Which, which side of the, uh, Either one. the plot are we on? Okay. Either side. Um, uh, yes, because there is a, uh, an anthropologist aboard the Europa. Uh, and if we are forwarding all of this cultural information over to the Europa, she may be able to uh, do some more research on her own. Uh, do you want to contact the Europa, the captain of the Europa first and then see, go from there or, or just start dumping the information out and see what happens? Uh, no, I should probably get in contact with the captain if, if the ship's close enough to do that on a yeah one-to-one -one time basis. Yep. can do that. No problem. Um, so back aboard the Europa, uh, the, uh, the helm officer at the station right now, which I believe would be uh, Ensign Fox. Uh, yep, you, are, you are getting a message from Deep Space Nine and Commander Ambrose to speak with the captain. Okay. Uh, captain, message from Deep Space Nine from our for our blah, for from our future first officer. Ah, well, it's uh, about time we had uh, we had a conversation. Put it on screen. Uh, you sure you don't want to take it in your ready room, sir? No, on screen is just fine. All right, sir. And he'll bring it up. Okay. Commander Ambrose, good to hear from you. How affairs H this man? It's uh, it, looking looking through uh through the view screen, or I suppose on my end, just the uh the view window, probably in my quarters. Can I see that I'm open to the entire bridge? Yes. Okay. The station is just fine, Captain. Uh, we are swiftly awaiting your arrival. We have quite some plans that will involve uh, the ship and the crew. I see. What uh, plans were you? What plans were you thinking? <clears throat> There's clearly an awkward silence. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Out with it. Come on. Well, Captain, I would advise this is a matter of security and one of delicacy, but I will leave this to your judgment, whether this is a bridge conversation or one for your ready room. He looks around and he says, unless you're going to start spilling state secrets, I think the bridge is secure enough. 
All right. Well, I look forward to meeting everybody else in the room then. <laughs> uh, yes, unfortunately, uh, I am trying to be more diplomatic than perhaps I am used to being. The station is a mess, sir, and so is Bajor. We need you and the Europa here as quickly as possible. All right. Um, I heard... Uh... Something, uh, you know, we heard from Starfleet that uh, there were there may be issues with a disappearance of uh, civilian, as well as uh, I didn't know that the diplomatic situation was that dire. Is is there something that escalated it? Uh, it's been slowly escalating over months, sir. Sir, uh, agitations, conflicts within the promenade recently has erupted into full riots. Contained for the most part, but phases have gone off, sir. We are currently seeing to the security and hospitality of the first and second minister. That is a whole other issue and one I hope to leave to Starfleet's diplomatic delegation. As far as the kidnapping, I'm Glad they forwarded that to you. Uh, it's not simply a civilian problem. It is, uh, well, the wife of Benjamin Sisko. Right, who is a civilian. I, I, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm a bit confused at how that, uh, how that warrants full, full warp speed. Ready to your command, sir. I will be forwarding over uh, some information we have about the diplomatic problem on Bajor, uh, namely this Ohalu prophecy, uh, which does seem to directly relate to Cisco Yates and uh, a child. All right, well, I will uh, send that information over to our science department. I, I have a feeling there's something you're not telling me. The, none of this would warrant full warp speed. I would think you would want to get here as quickly as possible to save the life of one of the greatest commanders in Starfleet history. Is, is she under imminent threat? Do, do we have reason to believe that there is a imminent threat to her life that the that uh, system security can't handle? She has been kidnapped by political dissidents held in an unknown location for an undisclosed amount of time. And sure, I'll just throw it out there. There may or may not be Nausikins involved. See, I knew you were hiding something from me. That would be good to know. Next time you can open the conversation but there may be Nausikins involved and it definitely changes the tenor of the conversation, Mr. Ambrose. All right. Uh, Helm, keep that in uh, mind, sir. Max Ward. Absolutely, sir. No tension between these two, none at all. <laughs> good, good friends. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Ambrose, I, uh, I expect you to keep the situation uh, in hand until we get there. I'll do my best, sir. Good man. Disconnects. Ambrose out. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's, um, Jorad is very annoyed. 
Um, but he, he's going, he's going to very carefully not say anything. Right. Well, if, Ka- if Cass is on the bridge, sure. She's going to say, captain, there's an entire station full of people who have been dealing with the Bajorans for what, 10 years now and an entire planet full of Bajorans. How does this get to be our problem? Well, if Nausikins are involved, it may be an interstellar incident. I can see why uh, a starship would be useful uh, would be useful in that case. Um, plus, there's probably no ship better uh, in the sector to be able to find somebody on a planet with uh, our our with our science suites that will be will be able to locate uh, her better than anybody. I think. Okay, now that's interesting. I'll give you that. That's interesting. But uh, why don't you go ahead and head to the lab, see which, uh, take the data that he's transmitted over and see what you can find. Uh, Sounds good, sir. Prepare and prepare some, prepare some planetary scans so we can, we can find her. I'll get those going as soon as we reach orbit, sir. Uh, uh, then let's be about it, uh, Lieutenant uh, Bishanawa. Will do. And she'll zoom off. All right. Um, are you going to? Uh, you're taking. You're taking the data down to the the science lab. Obviously, you're going to be going yeah. milling through it. Um, so uh, I don't know if anyone's there to help you. I don't know what our science teams look like at the moment. Um, I believe Rebecca is aboard. Mm-hmm. Not that uh-huh. the Xenobotany will necessarily assist here, but you certainly could. Um, I will do it again. Well, if we have a civilian okay. anthropologist and Cass's oh, yeah. specialty is first contact, so she she would have like connected with them like right, right. away to talk shop. Mm-hmm. I had actually forgotten about uh, the civilian anthropologist. Yep, specialist Vren. That's right. I have a picture for that one. Um, all right, so you head down to uh, the science lab where the three of you can can uh, inter intertwine. Um, let's see. I definitely have Vren. So if you want to discuss, uh, uh, if you want to introduce the characters here, since these are all characters I don't think we've seen on screen yet. Um, that's Vren. Ren, I should say. Um, so you head down to the science lab with your data in hand, and the information that's being transmitted from Deep Space Nine uh, is uploading into the EVA system. Um, hey, everybody, come on, gather around, gather around. we got stuff to do. Eva, listen in. We're going to need your help on this one. Of course. So do you two want to do introductions of who's here? Rebecca, Re- Rebecca eagerly comes over. She is very young, um, fresh out of Starfleet. This is her first posting. Um, very enthusiastic. She has... Um, long dark hair. She keeps tied back in a ponytail. Human. Uh, and likewise, uh, specialist Varen of the Vulcan Science Academy will slowly make her way over. Uh, she is a uh, very, very Vulcan woman, very uh, calm. Uh, would probably be the polite way of, of describing it. Uh, middle-aged woman, very well put together. Um, 
uh, yeah, she's uh, she's a liaison for the Vulcan Science Academy uh, for this whole uh, expedition we will be going on. All right, so um, we just got a message from Deep Space Nine from our first officer, and we've got a couple problems that are overlapping that we can work on together. So um, first one is the wife of Captain Cisco has gone missing, and I'm not entirely sure why that's our problem, but it is, and we're going to try to use the sensor suite on the Europa to find her. There can't be that, well, there might be that many humans on Bayshore right now, but uh, we probably can get access to her biometrics, I don't know, maybe? Um, so let's try and track that down, and then we're going to find her She's been kidnapped and nobody knows where she is, but apparently she's still on planet. And also at the same time, um, we've just got a dump of information on the Bahala prophecies and apparently they're underlying some violent movement of Bajorans on the station and there's been shootings. So I guess we're going to try and find a connection, see if they're related, see if we can figure out what's driving this unrest and put the pieces together and solve this all by the time we reach orbit. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, so that sounds like two projects to me. Uh, who would like to take the lead on trying to find Cassidy Yates on the planet Major from here? One of the three of you, obviously. Kaz <laughs> uh, is not a sensor monkey, but she's got good stats. Um, I think O'Connor would be definitely be more interested in combing through the prophecies. Okay. Um, okay. But she does well. She's got the computer analysis systems, um, so she might be better suited for researching running out. the sensors. Yeah. All right. Cass is a little bit of both, so she can she can split and either lead or assist on either one. Right. You can also have Eva assist on one of them if you want, uh, whichever one you prefer. She's probably uh, probably best for searching out the uh, uh, the life signs, but it's up to you. Okay. How about Cass uh, and Vren take do the um, the cultural stuff? Okay. Okay. Uh, in that case, let's start with. Um, Let's start with the cultural side of stuff. Let's give me a. Um, uh, we did control last time as well, so we'll do control and science this time. Uh, one of you is rolling lead. One of you is rolling support uh, or assist, I should say. Um, you can use the ship's computer to assist. Uh, just not Eva herself. Ren, you want to take lead? Um, yes, sir. I can do so. Uh, all right, Ren will head over to the computer system and start bringing up all kinds of data. Let's see. Okay, I've not had to uh, do anything not from my main character sheet, so how do I do this? Uh, so for this, what you're going to do is click on the die, the, the D20 down at the bottom of the screen, mm -hmm. and hold it with a, uh, with a left click, and then to do a second die, you left click. Or right click, okay. whatever you do, the other click, mm -hmm. and then when you want to roll them, you just throw them onto the text. 
Okay. Uh, uh, control and science. That wasn't much of a roll. That was my roll. So you can... Okay. Not, oh, not great dice even physics, better. But, but sure. Uh, okay, cool. Well, I do love some complications, uh, but that is one success. Okay. Uh, and then the ship will roll in assistance. Uh, that is computers and... And Kaz is assisting as well? Yes. Okay. Hey, look at that. Nice. One. Nice. Uh, can I talk you into a focus in either cross-cultural collaboration or galactic history? I think galactic history sounds pretty I, uh, good. I think galactic right. history could probably be used in there, yeah. All righty. And that's one assist. Oop, why didn't my stats come up? They they de-checked. They're not checking. That's why. Ah. They are not checking. The, the blue ones, the little yeah. blue boxes. Okay. Yeah, they turn red for a second and then they go back to blue. Weird. Uh, target was 16. All right. Uh, so one success. Uh, okay. Um, so that's one success for you, two successes for the computer, and one success in a complication for... Uh, for Ren. For Ren, yes. Mm -hmm. We also have advanced research facilities, which grants a bonus momentum on obtaining information momentum. Yep. Right. Nice. Um, so that gives John, you... when you rolled, did you roll the... Did you pick up the D20 and roll it, or did you roll from... Did you hit the little blue button next to focus used? Oh. Um, it still won't let me... Well, so, let's see. So they don't stay red if oh. you... Yep. There, I got it. Okay, thank It just you. changes the TR. Yep. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And then you can change under D20s to roll. You can manually change that to one for when you're assisting. Yep. It's okay. not super intuitive, but yeah, it's all there. It's not, yeah, it's not super intuitive, <laughs> but okay. No. Thank you. That Yeah, that was a huge help. Um, the hope is that the, the, the official version of this will actually have all that sorted out properly. But, you know, fan-made stuff is fan-made stuff. And we appreciate what the fans have done. Indeed, um, we do. So uh, let's, let's see. The difficulty was going to be one uh, because you're going through secondary data. So that's one, uh, two, three, four. Is that we got? Four successes? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, four momentum is what you have. So you can ask four questions. Uh, five. Because of the, t the extra question on the advanced research facilities? I was counting that one. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. we had four so. momentum, which put us three over the difficulty level plus the extra. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. okay, good. I just want to make sure my math is right. Normally I can do that faster, but you know what it is. So you have the same basic information that you got before um, that was relayed to you. The um, where the, the information where the, the prophecies were found, um, all the things that uh, uh, your previous science officer discovered. So uh, you can ask questions. On addition to that, you don't have to re you don't have to rehash that stuff. Yeah. So what you got? Is there anything that indicates rather than just this is an iffy translation, what the tension is between the Vedic assembly and the followers of these prophecies? Um, it really all seems to stem around the uh, the 10,000 dead thing. Okay. Um, 
There are some who have interpreted it as they must kill 10,000 people, uh, which is what the original um, uh, original translators of this were assuming that you, in order to have the Avatar of Peace arrive, you need to kill 10,000 Bajorans. And that obviously does not sit well with the Vedics. Um, beyond that, the, the assembly has called these heretical texts. Um, they don't believe their validity. That is the crux of the, uh, of, of the issue with the text as a whole. Is there anything that gives more data about what the avatar piece is supposed to do? Uh, that's a good question. Um, the avatar of peace is supposed to usher in uh, a, in a new age of enlightenment for Beige or um, some of the other context in the, in the, uh, um, in the text though uh, leads some to believe that this is because of the purging of so many lives uh, that this would be akin to um, a genocide that leads up to this new age and they don't want that. Uh, but there's also a lot of the, the other contention that you're seeing a lot of in this is that it, the, the avatar of peace being a human uh, or at least mostly human is uh, what's causing a, a rebellion of sorts amongst the people? Uh, let, let me let me pose this question to the group, not officially asking yet, but pose it to the group. Um, do we think it's a good idea to ask how many Bajorans died just in the lead up to the Bajoran War? Could there be 10,000 deaths in the last five, 10 years? And is that relevant information? actionable information i would guess not because you're going to have people arguing over what it means yeah people You've are going got people arguing. anyway so it doesn't matter mm -hmm. yeah okay um you've got two is, more and again to also tossing this one out maybe have their like what level of incidents involving the followers have there been was the was the shootout on the promenade the first one or have is there like an active terrorist movement on Bayshore that might likely be linked to the kidnapping or could this be just like some you know randos uh, it's is a there fairly, an actual link right it's a fairly new movement uh it only started a few months ago um there is not a lot of organization but there are um that is confined to a few regions near uh, one of the major temples that uh, um, houses some of the the uh, orbs. Um, there is not really a a cohesive movement beyond that, though. It is a lot of individuals who appear to be uh, kind of acting on their own in what they believe is yeah. the best intention of the of the prophecies um semi-organized but not organized if you know what i mean um this the incident on ds9 is the first time starfleet officers have been involved but it is not the first uh violent incident that has happened um, again mostly contained to those two regions those, those couple of small regions um around the uh the, the temple regions where the most of the orbs are kept or at least some of the orbs are kept I, I, I think an interesting question could be, uh, if I remember correctly, Bajorans 
put a lot of stake in these prophecies uh, as to they're, they're, they're going to come true. It's a matter of interpretation as to how they come true, but they're going to come true. So my question would be what exactly these riots are supposed, what purpose they're supposed to serve? Is, is there some sort of, uh, do, does the prophecy say something about preventing uh, the avatar of peace or, or, um, um, like, yeah, just, just another, another way around the prophecy. Sure. Um, what you're seeing largely from the groups that are on the, on Bajor has largely been two thought categories. One is to, uh, to usher it in, and bring about the 10,000 deaths and just get it over with and bring about the new age. Um, the other is to prevent the avatar from being born um, or to prevent the avatar from instituting whatever 10,000 deaths is going to happen from, from killing these people. Cause the, some interpretations of it is that the avatar themselves will do the killing. Um, so there have been, there are largely two, prevailing thought circles um uh and i think that uh i think that basically answers your question but i'm not 100 percent sure it does if you want some clarification on that go ahead i i suppose just on that second part preventing the uh the avatar from doing the killings i mean wouldn't that mean the prophecy isn't fulfilled Right. So that would be a group that is trying to prevent the, the prophecy from happening. This group is attempting to stop the prophecy. Just like there was a couple of groups mm -hmm. that uh, if you go back and watch the series, there was a couple of people who tried to stop the snakes from the two, the two snakes from arriving and all that obviously happened um, due to interpretation. Right. Right. So, yeah. Just the, the notion that it's going to happen anyway. Right. I, I, I guess I would have a follow up question, but we're out of questions. That doesn't matter. Um, you do have additional momentum, which I don't mind spending for that. If you want to do one more. I, I don't think it's necessary. I, I think I know what you're going to say anyway. I don't think it's important. Gotcha. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to do on that or we want to do the, the scan? I think we're good. All right. Uh, on the scan, uh, let me get a. So the ship has arrived at this point since we're scanning. Uh, she's they're doing, they were going to do a long range scan first was gotcha. what they had, they had decided. Uh, right. to see if they could find anything from this distance um, which obviously the difficulty will be quite a bit higher uh, because you're at distance I'm going to say the difficulty is probably going to be 4 yes. uh, <clears throat> so give me a uh, again this is going to be control and science uh, computers or sensors if you have it um, I've, Cass has computer systems nope uh, so maybe you should take lead on this Cass Okay, uh, 2d20s. Let's see if we can actually make this work this time. Oh, yeah. A little assist. Three successes. Three successes. The ship adds one and she adds one. So you have one, one, one momentum. Nice. Oh, that's not my character. That's a lie. <laughs> well, you're it's still a success because it was a two, so it's fine. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Um, so, yes, you are able to identify a human life sign uh, in a in a specific region of, um, I want to say it's the Decor province, um, although I don't remember exactly where they live, doesn't matter. Uh, but you do find a signal, uh, uh, actually it would be two, two uh, human signals, 
um, occupying almost the same space. Um, so you definitely do have what you think would be a pretty confirmable lock on uh, Cassidy Yates. Cass is going to whoop and go, great work, Eva, and jump up and high-five the air. <laughs> okay. Um, back aboard DS9. Uh, does anyone have anything they want to do? Did, did we bank that? Uh, oh, did we bank that, that momentum? Yeah. Yes. And what did we do about that complication I rolled? Oh, you did roll a complication, didn't mm -hmm. you? Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that roll on? That was on the. That was on the cultural find. The cultural find roll. Um, I am going to uh, bank it because I forgot about it. Mm -hmm. So that's my cool. bad. I actually had one earlier that I thought of and I couldn't remember what it is now and it's too late to do add. So mm. I will bank it and I will add a complication somewhere later. Okay. Um, so back aboard DS nine. Uh, does anyone have anything they want to do there before we get to the, uh, um, the, early, the preliminary dinner stuff, not quite dinner, but a little bit, a little bit just before the, the Europa, Europa arriving. Yeah, just before, um, I would like to do some research to determine uh, any commonalities between orb experiences and like try and set up a baseline uh, radio scope. Yeah. So that I can try and get a get an idea of any residual orb influence. Right. Residual orb, you know what I mean. Right, right. Uh, any correlation, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, so give me reason and science for that. Okay. And which character is this one? Uh, oh, he's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Garbage. That's and garbage. Research would apply. So, um, yeah. Um, it's still. Wait, did it not roll on the? It did not. Roll. It didn't roll on nope. the thing. So. You have to roll. Yeah, there you go. Try for less garbage. Look at that. Look at that. Less garbage. <laughs> uh, so that's one success, I assume. Two, if it, if my focus applies. Uh, too right because it's focus. Um, okay, yeah, uh, it takes you quite a while to to sort it out. But what you've discovered is that uh, um, there seems to be a correlation with whom has orb experiences and whom is siding uh, um, against the idea of the of the basically who has who has participating in these events uh in these uh um, these outbursts of disobedience uh, and people who've had orb experiences um it's not a hundred percent of ever of the people who are who are acting out have had orb experiences but a significant number of them have so you're saying the orbs might be causing this unrest directly it is a distinct possibility mm, that's interesting uh -huh. That would jive with what the Europa found that uh, the the main places where um, the the main sources of violence were where orb mm -hmm. orbs were. Um, okay. Um, so I would like to. I'm going to set it up during the meeting. I am going to sneak into Shikar's room and try and figure out if he's got this energy. Okay. Uh, we will uh, we will get to that when we uh, do the the thing. Okay. 
Yeah, um, there, there's definitely security placed outside his quarters. <laughs> yes. Sure. Okay. Can you? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Right. Just <laughs> making a plan, and we'll see where it, where it goes. We'll, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> That's right. Right. Prior to the arrival of the uh, the uh, the I almost said Lexington of the Europa, um, Commander Ambrose, you are contacted for a meeting. Uh, by Second Minister uh, Asarem. Okay. I will make my way over to wherever she wants that meeting. All right. You, uh, you head to her quarters uh, where she, you are, you are led in past the two security, uh, Bajoran security agents who were there. Uh, and she is sitting on, uh, on the, the, well, when you come in, she's standing. Um, but she, uh, oh, here, I've got this to show everyone. Her here. For those who don't remember who she is, is is this the the day of the dinner? This is the day of the dinner. Shortly, shortly before dinner. Uh, shortly before. Shortly before. Uh, dinner. Okay. Um, oh, actually, there was something important I wanted to look up. Sure. Um, I don't know if there's going to be any easy way for me to find this in a time that takes me. Uh, to continue talking very slow. Okay, cool. I found what I need to find. Uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll go with we'll go with that. Uh, okay. There, there's no reason to be super secretive about this. How how large would you say a canar crystal is? Oh, I have no idea. Because I don't think it ever. I don't think it was ever shown on. Green. Oh, oh, the yes, uh, they were actually. Uh, they they're were. a little bit. Uh, they're probably about the size of three fists. Oh, it, it's a it's a whole big thing. Yeah, they're fairly large mm. because she uses it when she's talking when she's uh, uh, m- m- melding, I guess, with Jordy. Oh, I I see. Yeah, I, I see. She's there actually is a holding it in her hand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's not something I can wear around my neck. No. Um, yeah, we're 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 gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about this trait because if I'm required to lug around this whole statue if I want to <laughs> use my power, that that might not be super useful. I I wouldn't be opposed to there being a smaller version of it that would have some um, some benefit still. Uh, maybe it's something you can't sustain for as long. Okay. So okay, we'll we'll yeah we'll we'll talk about sure what that power can can do sure um my intent was to go into this dinner with my canar crystal so i could at least get some sort of empathic read if not service level thoughts right um so i don't know if we can make that happen or not um possible i'll uh i'll tell you what let's say well here's what we'll do uh there will be you can you could do it with a smaller uh say like a finger of jade size piece so you know the size of an actual finger um you could do some of the light uh, uh at limited range um uh emp- empathy uh, empathic okay. reading okay uh yeah so so if this really is like just before the dinner i would be showing up again in full starfleet dress uniform and i would have a, a crystal necklace on which is actually in my now miniaturized canard crystal <laughs> <laughs> right um okay she uh she answers the door, obviously, and and ushers, uh, motions for you to come in. Commander, I'm glad you could make it. Uh, I'm looking forward to the dinner. She is she is dressed in uh, 
Bajoran finery. Like she is definitely dressed as a second minister will be dressed for a state dinner um, of sorts. Um, she is also wearing uh, a you know very fine necklace with lar- with the large uh, jewels and whatnot in, that represent her family and her station. Um, uh, the the earring. The earring. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad you could join me, Commander. I um. I have some hesitation about this dinner. I have been unable to reach Minister Shakar since he arrived at the station. I'm, I know he is at least somewhat well. He has been receiving visitors, but he is not taking my uh, calls. And I fear that there may be something planned. Uh, this, this dinner may provide someone an opportunity that is I don't I don't know commander I'm I'm perhaps I'm just being nervous well it was my hope that this dinner would simply give us all an opportunity to get to know each other before any sort of high stakes diplomatic negotiations uh, but I can see how it could be used as a stage is it unusual for the first minister to not be in contact with you? It has been increasingly more frequent, but it didn't used to be. We were a very, well, not close. We were opposite. We, we are opposing parties. Uh, but first minister, one of first minister Shikar's most admirable qualities is he has always been willing to collaborate that seems to have ended. Well, I appreciate you bringing this to our attention. Um, I suppose, is there anything I may be able to do to help bridge this gap or alleviate your concerns? I... It was foolish of me to contact you, Commander. I, I do apologize. I, we spoke so well earlier. I, I just didn't know where else I could turn. There's nothing foolish about being cautious. Uh, give me an insight and command role. Um, if you'd like, I would actually say that the Canar Crystal, because it's got some empath- empathic ability... Uh, assisting i would say go ahead and um advantage maybe yeah go ahead and do advantage which is what that just lowers difficulty by one correct yeah if it's advantage one yeah yeah so we'll do we'll do a difficulty of three she's very good at hiding her her uh so from four down to three from four down to three yep okay you you do um, have four momentum yes yes okay um Trying to think if there's any. Could I could I stretch inspiration, uh, drawing off how inspiring I was during our last conversation? Um, I think that's a, that's a stretch. I think I think that's a stretch for this. Particular <laughs> yeah, that's a stretch. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, 
Uh, no, well, uh, I, I am, I am all for using momentum, but even more than using momentum, I am all for buying momentum. Sure. Uh, actually, I think I can only, uh, I think that's something I have to be using security for. Well, you can uh, always buy, that's bold. Yeah. you can always buy momentum, uh, with threat. So that's right. No, I, I was, do. yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking bold, but that, that's only for, uh, security discipline. Right. Um, uh, okay. No, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll buy at least one more die for one momentum, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be two more for another dice. Do we do we want to do that? Or I, I think three is enough unless you guys. Well, we've got it. Right. Yeah, we've got it. Might as well spend it. Sure. Yeah. Dump three of that, uh, that momentum. I'll roll four dice. Okay. Uh, no focuses. All right. That's, uh, then I click this button. Um, so no, you didn't. So yeah, right. So you only rolled two. You go ahead and do it again because that'll roll your four. But normally, what you would do is where it says TR and then D twenties to roll. Just yeah. change it to four. Yeah, I I, I thought I did that. Uh, okay. There we go. Well, I did now it, it did that. Yeah, I did it. Oh, okay. So um, I clicked it to four anyway. So we'll take that. That one uh, is fine. It's three successes. Um, Unless you want to just roll two more, it's fine. I don't care. No, that, yeah, this this works. All right, so you got three successes, uh, which is enough, uh, but does not get you back any momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, she is definitely hiding something and playing it very smoothly. Like, well, not smoothly, but she's playing it very well. Uh, her um, her anxieties, but she's clearly hiding something. Mm-hmm. There's a, a an underlying tension that you get from her uh, from your crystal. Okay. Um, let's see the the station DS nine. I know it was moved, but uh, Bajor is still well within view, right? Does she have a room facing Bajor? I don't think you can actually see Bajor from the station. No, okay, no. okay. Um, and you have to be at a fairly specific uh, section to see the 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 wormhole. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, let me think here. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I'm just going to walk towards one of the nice large windows that this place has. Just kind of stare out for a second uh, and breathe deeply. <sighs> you know, uh, second minister, uh, if... Well, if the past few years had been different, perhaps I would be more useful uh, to not just yourself, but towards Starfleet and Bajor's common interests. Uh, I fear... (sighs) Well, as we said before, uh, it's been a difficult several years for all of us. And like I said, I, I, it would be a shame not to let everything we have been to fortify us. This could be a situation that rallies all of us together, or it could be a situation that tears all of us apart 
And I don't just mean Bajor and the Federation. I mean all of us. I've made it a point over the past, well, day, it's been a long day, uh, to try to better familiarize myself with uh, the nuances of Bajoran politics right now. I can't say I'm an expert, but what you are feeling right now between yourself and Shakar is being felt all across the station, all across Bajor, from what I've heard. It's erupted into sort of anti-Starfleet, anti-anyone external <laughs> conflict, but I mean, it, it, it's not just contained between our two parties. It's between you and Shakar. It's between the Vedic Assembly. It's between two radically different interpretations of a prophecy that is ancient and has been lost and retranslated and mistranslated so many times. We need to work together because if there's one thing I understand about your faith, if I may be so bold, that these prophecies come to pass. So let's see that they come to pass in a way that benefits all of us. She, uh, she, she stares at you for a moment and, uh, her expression doesn't change so much as her stance kind of shifts a little bit. Uh, you're a wise man, commander. I, uh, appreciate I appreciate your insights, and I believe you are correct. We must come together. We must find a way to come together. Hopefully this dinner will be a good opportunity. I look forward to... look forward to speaking more. And I, I hope that my fears of First Minister are assuaged. Could I ask if you know of any specific instances throughout the last few months during the tour of the Federation that may have culminated into this change of heart? His as well as yours. Well, I don't believe that my opinion on the Federation has changed. I'm not. I do not look forward to the Federation membership, but... It is the will of the people, and it was the will of our first minister until, well, a few months ago. Uh, I was not with the first minister when he had his change of heart, but my understanding is that he had an experience uh, while he was out, and that the orb of memory... Uh, showed him something, but he has never been so inclined as to share it with me. Um, my orb experiences tend to be very private, and we don't 
often share them for those who actually are benefited to have them. Which you can see, uh, you can sense a little bit of resentment in her on that. <laughs> on, on that line. I understand. Um, it's difficult for me, I suppose. I suppose it's my Starfleet training, uh, Federation upbringing. That makes me concerned about a single individual having all of the knowledge and all of the power. Agreed. But there are ways for our government to sustain itself should one person become tyrannical. We've learned a great deal from our Cardassian overlords. Well, I certainly hope it doesn't come to that. I don't think it could come to that. I agree. I, I apologize to bother you, Commander. Uh, I, I know you're a busy man with this uh, dinner approaching. Um, it was set up entirely for your comfort. If it is no longer comfortable, it can be rearranged. No, uh, that would be... Uh, that would be unwise, I think. There are enough. There's enough tension between our people. This sort of dinner could uh, dispel some of that. Thank you for your time, Commander. If I must finish getting ready, I will see you there shortly. I look forward to it. Okay. Uh, as you step out of the hallway, you are uh, notified that the uh, Europa is entering the system. Uh, and the Europa is entering the system. So. Could could I could I actually uh, just very quickly head over to Shukhar's room? Sure, sure. Um, we will as you were heading over there. We will we will have the uh, the Europa sure yeah uh, arrive in system. Mm -hmm. um, so the Europa arrives in system. Uh, DS nine is uh, on your view screen. I assume you stop. You don't run into it. <laughs> Anything you got? Once I was muted. Um, oh, I gotcha. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I tell the officer, uh, or I tell the, uh, I tell Helm to, um, I tell the communications officer to uh, uh, give a wave to uh, Deep Space Nine and tell him we're headed to Bajor. Um, and uh, I'll uh, um, tell the away team to ready to head down to the planet. And uh, I'm, I think uh, I think it's probably best if I'm going to I'm going to ask my officers opinions on this, but I think it's best if we uh, wait in space between the two in case any situation arises where we would need the ship. Since. Uh, Asabi says that is a very good idea, Captain. Yeah. So keep the engines hot, um, but prepare a shuttle to go down to Bajor. Uh, we'll let the Deep Space Nine, uh, we'll stand by a Deep Space Nine in, in case uh, that team needs us as well. Captain, since we, there's a good chance we know exactly where Ms. Yates is, why don't we just beam her out of there? Call it done. Yeah, I guess we can do that. There <laughs> um, are potential issues. Um, I would, I would 
because we don't know what shape she's in and she's pregnant, I would rather have eyes on her before we put her in a transporter. That is a good point. Um, plus, they, I, 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 it seems like a safe bet that they would prepare for that eventuality. So uh, let's ha- we'll we'll give we'll see if it's a possibility at, at the very least to like get her out when uh, the away team gets there. But I still want away team on the ground. Mm-hmm. And just sure. just to have it said, uh, Ensign Tong has a focuses in, tran- in transporters. <laughs> okay, if we need to pierce through something, uh, Ensign Tong's our guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, let's per- let's uh, let's try several different things and mm-hmm. uh, see which one works. Uh, what real quick? What is Koba? Koba is a uh, uh No, no. I what race? Bolian what species. Bolian. Is that Bullion. the image you sent earlier? The not that mm-hmm. one. Not that one. That's a Denobulin. I'm not sure who that's supposed to be. That's the nurse. Okay. Uh, and then I've got this guy here. That yep. one. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's him. All right, good. So I want to make sure I have pictures of all the characters that I can have pictures of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll go ahead and resize this too, like so. Um, all right. So this is three quarters of your away team. The fourth being, I don't have a picture for. Traditional Bolian 60, 60 character name. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's uh there's no alphanumeric name, you know, good gods. Uh, it was, that was the, the name that discord gave me when I downloaded gotcha. the photo. I just haven't had a chance to change them all yet. Yeah. Um, all right. So you're taking a, you're taking a shuttle down, or you're beaming the away team down. We're taking a shuttle. Okay. No, uh, I have executively decided. <laughs> yes, that's fine. Uh, well, I, I know you weren't beaming her up. I didn't know if you guys were beaming right. yourselves down. Right. Um, all right. Yeah, we'll need to shuttle her up. Sure. Probably. So yeah, just in case she's shuttles. not in a good good uh, shape to to transport, I'd rather have a shuttle. Sure. Um, so you guys uh, head down in the shuttle. Um, you don't encounter you don't encounter really any resistance from uh, uh, the Bajoran command. They see a Starfleet shuttle and they're like, "Okay, it's a Starfleet shuttle coming to do its thing." You're you know the standard challenges from from you know what are you doing here that kind of stuff. But uh, okay. you manage to land uh, without too much difficulty. Um, some maybe a half a mile or a mile or so from the designated spot. You don't want to start don't land too close just in case there's something, right. some kind of hostility there. Um, but uh, you do land and you can make your way towards where the encampment uh, uh, or where you believe that she's being held. Um, real quick, yes. I think with Koba, I think uh, he'd have a phaser rifle. Um, so I'll take the uh, threat for that. Sure. Um, I am actually going to spend some threat when we get there, anyways. So that works good oh, for it, me. It uh, it costs threat for you to be to be armed. No, to be, for, armed, to be armed with specific things. Yeah, no. anything that has an escalation cost. So like, uh, uh, also, well, you guys have Marines aboard. If you use a Marine, it's an escalation, um, rather than using just regular Starfleet security. But yeah, anything like uh, using torpedoes or using uh, Type Three phasers. Um, I, there's a couple of handheld weapons that that do that as well. A couple of like. Gotcha. Yeah, um, but it also costs for me to use the same equivalent. It costs me threats. So, cool. Um, all right, so you arrive uh, at an overcropping, looking down at this. Uh, uh, it's a it's an old Bajoran temple. Uh, it's in relative ruin, uh, probably centuries old, destroyed most likely during the Cardassian occupation. Um, uh, 
what you can see outside, if you would like to give me a security and insight roll, I will tell you a great deal. Uh, Cobb is going to examine the place and he's going to whistle and he's going to say, boy, if, if I was a bad guy, that's where I'd be. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Clearly, this is where your, your sensors were sending you anyways. But yes, it looks like the kind of place bad guys would be. Yes. Um, he, he's just commenting because he likes to hear himself talk. <laughs> sure. Um, well, he's a bully. <laughs> uh, that is... An 11 and a 2. Two successes. Okay. Uh, you see uh, that there are four armed Bajorans... Uh, and they are using Bajoran phaser rifles, which I will spend mm. my threat to give them each one. Um, uh, there are four that you can see, uh, and you, uh, just based on the the general tactics that uh, are used by Bajoran groups, uh, you can expect there's probably at least two to four more inside. Okay, I will relay that to everybody uh, as my that that would be my security opinion. Um, oh, and you'll so get who is commanding this this way. mission? I believe it's the doctor. Yep, I'm pretty sure I'm the ranking officer here. <laughs> I mean, you can delegate it to somebody if you think somebody's better equipped yep. for it, but yeah, delegate it to the security guy because um, this sounds like a super fun either covert or fighty fighty mission and unless i can negotiate my way in there i got nothing well do we want to try negotiating we can try um it would definitely be the starfleet option and the preferable option however i'll I'll point out if it might be worth a try just because if she's in there she's a hostage that creates a whole messier situation and Cass would say i've I don't have combat experience, but I do have some experience dealing with uh, hostile people. I might be able to do something. Actually, thinking about mm-hmm. it, I think Kaz is probably the one in charge here because you're the second officer. She's the second officer. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then, yeah. And she has diffused the tension. So. Hey, Kaz. I mean, uh, Lieutenant, what if a couple of us set up. Uh, over that ridge there uh, and uh, get ready to ambush them if things go south. Um, I'd like to make it look like we have more numbers than we do. So I'm kind of reluctant to make you know, some of you, because you're the only person here who can actually shoot anything with a chance of hitting it, uh, disappear. Uh, uh, Jesus antennas sort of stick up real high on that one. <laughs> you have another, you have another, uh, uh, actually, I think she's technically demand command department, but Jisa is here as well. She is, ah, yeah, okay, she is, she's command, but she is, she, she's the pilot, but she is a, she is a fighter pilot, and I mm. believe she, uh, I mean, she's, she has pretty good control, fitness, daring. Okay. Security. She can shoot some stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she she can hold her own. Uh, she will she will also speak up. Uh, this uh, this runabout also has plenty of useful uh, sensors. We could get a look at the layout of the building, how many people okay. are inside, perhaps even create false sensor 
Uh, let's actually make it look like there are more of us. Let's do and that I, for, yeah. I suppose you get, you have a good point, Lieutenant. Uh, we, uh, we show up there. We'll, we'll definitely have the numbers. Uh, I call this arm galaxy class and this arm sovereign class. <laughs> Kira and steamrunner. Dasavi just kind of <laughs> does what I'm doing right now. Just kind of puts her, her fingers to her forehead, shakes her head a little bit and smiles. Yeah, perhaps the hiding in ambush is a good idea. Um, but let, yeah, let's just, let's do some scans first, see what it is we're up against, where they are. And if we can get a better medical reading on Ms. Yates, if that is her, uh, we'll know just how dire the situation is. There she is. Uh, Lieutenant Shaheen, Shajin, sorry. While you're scanning the building, um, I think we should look for perhaps any hidden passageways or underground tunnels that might give us a more covert access to the building and to uh, Ms. Yates. I like it. Uh, just, uh, just so I understand the mechanics of everything, what would that scan be as far as a role? Uh, you're scanning using the ship, right? Or using the, the shuttlecraft? Right. Um, I would say it's probably, um, control science for sensors, control science. Yeah. With the ship's, uh, sensor and okay. science. Yeah. Cause she's, she's not, she's not science whatsoever. Uh, then Cass, <laughs> yeah, Cass can do it and she's got computer systems. Okay, cool. Okay. What, what this, craft did you guys bring down? Uh, type nine, type six, what about what'd you bring down? Yeah. The runabout is pretty standard. Sure. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Captain's yacht. Yeah, having right. having talents on a different page is confusing. She does yes. have computers. Is a little bit. Um. All right. Is, so well, it's a programmer study of a computer, so that's not going to apply. Uh, cautious science, though. She can re if we buy. Let's just do the scan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, could could Jisa help with that? Sure. Yeah, and and the shuttle too. Yeah, mm -hmm. shuttle. I've got the shuttle ready to roll. So because uh, okay. Jisa does have a, a focus in electronic warfare. Ooh, fifty. Nice. All right. I would say that works. For what you're okay. doing. Uh, let's see. Sensors on this thing are seven, and it has zero in science. So. And an assist is just a single single die. Right? Yep. Yeah. The the runabout is of no use to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so th this is still uh, what did you say? Control science. Yes. Unless you have something else you want to contribute with it, there you can use other other things if you can figure out why. Uh, and that I'm and assuming that's is one. yeah that's is fine. one. So you have three successes. Uh, it was difficulty one, so you're succeed by two. Uh, that leaves you two questions to ask if you'd like, or you can bank those momentum. What you get though is. Um, because you're scanning for life science pri primarily, right? There are two humans, or one human and one almost human, I guess, well, technically human, or soon to be human. Um, Cassidy is still alive, uh, and the fetus is still alive, is what I'm getting at. Um, there are four life signs inside and two, four life signs outside that are all Bajoran. You have two additional questions. Um, I like the underground tunnels passageways question. 
Uh, yes, there is an underground tunnel that leads into the hillside not too far from where you are, uh, and it comes up under uh, somewhere near what looks like it's probably originally an altar of some sort in your floor okay. plan. Uh, should we ask the simple question of, is it possible just to beam them out? <laughs> you can ask if you want to. Let's um, ask that, yeah. Uh, it, could, could I make that even broader and, and expand on that with my electronic warfare focus? Is there anything preventing, or, or, or what, what is their general technological setup in there as far as transport scramblers or... Or I mean, probably not scramblers, but interference uh, sensor capabilities. Um, so what you're picking up, uh, technologically speaking, are there are four phasers, uh, phaser rifles. There are no tricorders of any kind, uh, at least not that you can tell. Um, there is probably one replication unit, and there is at least one pattern dampener. Aha. Okay. Which means that transport would be difficult inside the building, but you could probably transport anyone outside the building. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you you said no tricorders, so they don't. They probably don't have any other way of seeing things other than just their eyes. Yeah, probably not. Okay. They're. I mean, they might have like you know looking glasses of some sort, but they right. don't have any electronic right. devices for that. Yeah, sensor ghosts aren't going to help us here. Right. Okay. OOC. How upset? Go ahead. How upset would Starfleet be if oh, we boy. just try? <laughs> transported the four that are outside somewhere else. Yep, that's what I was thinking. Um, I suppose if that somewhere else is a secured location where they could be apprehended, Starfleet wouldn't mind at all. That's sort of our job. Yeah. We transport them to the brig? I mean, you brought a runabout. There's definitely places you could put them in there. Well, is there, like, some place... It would get a little crowded, and particularly if we have to go out and assault the rest, leaving the bad guys in our transportation might not be optimal. Um, we could just have Europa transfer them straight, transport them straight to the brig. Yeah. If they're in range. We, yeah, well, yeah. we take off again. You don't even have to take off. The, the, the Europa can just come into range. You know, yeah. It's right in the middle right now. Yeah, where, where the Europa is at, it would not be difficult for the Europa to come in and just beam them out for you. Okay. My uh, concern is once we beam those out, those inside are aren't warned. going to take kindly to that. Yeah. Well, We'd what, have to if inside. what if a small team goes in the back and wait and we wait until a we wait until a coordinated signal, they get beamed out, the interior team goes in. That, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I like it. I would find it unusual if the inside team didn't have eyes on the outside team. That's mm. noting that these are the at one time professional terrorists. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's safe to say old Koba's going to be on the interior team. Who's coming with me? Well, I will obviously. Let's go, Doctor. Is there any point to me staying with the shuttle? You might need to pick people up if a quick getaway i'll stay here then yeah i'll, I'll go with the with the team then just to i mean it's it's one one more phaser and i can maybe talk them down as well sure all right do we need to roll for the infiltration um go ahead and give me a uh um yes let's do um 
so this is gonna I don't know how this actually works to do it this way. So let's do a um I'm gonna try something. Let me know how this works. It may not work very okay. well. Um mm -hmm. the person who has the lowest security and the person that has the highest fitness can go. Can can make what well, that doesn't work. Never mind. Go ahead and just give me a, a, a fitness and security <laughs> role. I know what I'm trying to do, but it's not going to work. Right. Can I, I've got an idea. Yeah. So, since I'm leading the group, yeah. can I set? Can I uh, give advantage to the people with us? And then, if that beats the, uh, if it, if that beats a set difficulty for their vigilance, uh, we we succeed. Um. Sure. Sure. Okay. And I have I have uh, I have athletics, so would that focus apply? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, since we're since we're climbing over mountain. But you know. Before we before we do that, uh, okay. like we start to head off, and decide like we decide it's like two steps and stops and turns and looks at Jisa. I'll defer to you because you obviously have more tactical experience than I do. But I'm wondering, if we stay low, they can't see us from up here. If we beam the four out now and then continue beaming out as the inside people come out, would that... Why would the inside, Why would the inside out? people come out? To we say at the same the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if they know that the people outside are gone, which they could they, be... In, they hunker they would, down. They would hunker down. Okay. And secure the hostage. Put a, yeah. Okay. Yeah, put a blaster to her head, you know. Yeah. Just uh, end it. <laughs> all right. So I would like to. Um, I would like to spend a momentum. Sure. Uh, that is. You said it's fitness security. Um, that is only two successes uh, because of my focus. Okay. No, th I'm sorry. Three. Three. Three successes. Okay. Um, let me see. Okay. Um, I take your take. You're going to go take the tunnel in, I assume the tunnel that you had seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. You guys head down in the tunnels. And, uh, so far as you can tell, you have not been detected. Um, you get down to the, the, the rendezvous point or the staging point. Uh, and you can now, uh, if you wish to order the, tr if you wish to, to call for the transport, uh, now would be a good time to do so. Okay. Cass will give the order. All right. Um, just as they, uh, you can, well, you're timing in your head anyways, the beam outs, because they take about six seconds. It's the Europa. It's, you know, fast. Uh, we cut back to DS9. Um, on DS9, the, the dinner is beginning. Um, everyone has been brought into the to the room uh just is there um or just sorry jast uh, commander jast um all of the the crew that have been uh requested shikar is also uh arriving uh, about now uh, he is a little bit late but not significantly so um uh, man, one second go ahead i i I, I did ask before if I could, before the dinner, go to mm. Shakar's quarters. Oh, yes. I'm right. That's my, my, my mistake. Go ahead. So you do head to, you do head to Shakar's, and we'll do that before we get into the dinner. So 
Um, I, I'm actually just curious if, if he'll even see me, but I would walk up to the door and presumably to the security personnel uh, in front of the door. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they, they stop and <clears throat> first minister's not seeing anyone. Uh, I was simply coming to uh, welcome him to the dinner and see if there was any way I could assist him before the event. And your There's name? There's concerns he had. What's your name? Commander Orani Ambrose. Stand by. The guy turns and pushes the button. Uh, Commander uh, Ambrose from Starfleet is here to see you, First Minister. Uh, a few seconds with no sound, and the, the two guys just kind of look at each other. And then the door opens, and Shakar is standing there. Uh, <clears throat> he's wearing uh, uh, his First Minister attire, as you would expect him to do so in a, in a meeting such as is pending. Um, he reaches out his hand. Uh, Commander Ambrose, uh, we... we uh, didn't get a chance to speak very much earlier. I am First Minister Karidan. It is a pleasure to officially meet you, uh, First Minister, uh, Commander Orani Ambrose. Uh, I had the pleasure to speaking pleasure of speaking with uh, the Second Minister, uh, both uh, yesterday and not long ago. Uh, I was simply heading to see both of you to see if there was any further way I could extend Federation hospitality. You can escort me to your dinner. Any kind of gestures for you to, to, to walk? So, uh, on our way. Yes. So how is the second minister, Wadin? Uh, how is Wadin the second minister? Uh, from what I can tell, she is, well, a consummate uh, diplomat and politician at all times, far above my caliber. It's good. I'm glad I was able to leave things in such capable hands. <clears throat> what? How have you been feeling? I hear that you have uh, been keeping to yourself. Yeah, I've been tired, um, but I feel much more rested today than I have in a long time. I didn't know how stressful the job of first minister would be. I would much rather be back leading the resistance. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine how different a he sort of pauses. I think on a very small scale, I can understand at least a little bit. Yes, I've heard you are uh, uh, somewhat of a hero. I wouldn't go that far, sir. No hero ever would. Starfleet conditioning. Yes. I, I say with a wry smile. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what prompted your, uh, <clears throat> your dinner tonight, might I ask? Well, if you can believe it, my father is something of a renowned uh, ambassador. I took after him in my youth, and if things had gone differently, perhaps you would be speaking to me on a more uh, official capacity during these talks. Uh, 
Yeah. Alas, my contribution was a bit more directly involved. But it is still very important to me that I represent the best that there is in Starfleet. Yeah, he kind of nods and looks forward again. We are all our father's sons. <laughs> I, uh... I, I must thank you, Commander. The, um... The opportunity to have a nice rest, uh... Notwithstanding, I, I may have... Uh, shirked some of my responsibilities since being aboard station. And this dinner will give me an opportunity to, uh, to set the record straight. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I, I certainly hope that uh, can, tonight can be a productive meeting for all of us involved. I, uh, Well, I, I will admit once again that we are outside my scope. Well, that's when true heroes are found, right? Here we are. As you arrive at the, the door. Um, Could I get a read off of him? Sure, go ahead. Uh, give me an insight and command roll and... Uh, I'd say the difficulty is going to be two uh, with your crystal. If you want to use that, I'd say the difficulty be one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's see how it works out. Okay. Two successes. That's two. Uh, what you get from him is largely confidence. Um, he is. Uh, actually, I'll tell you what you get that there's a definitive serenity to his, to his, his motion, uh, and a confidence in his, um, not necessarily in, his, in, in anything other than just who he is knowing comfortably who he is, but somewhere in that, uh, there is a bit of a conflict, uh, in him. Um, but you can't really tell what the conflict is. It, it's, it's, uh, it's less an emotional conflict and more of a thought conflict. And without having more telepathy, you wouldn't be able to tell what that is. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Uh, as we, as we walk in or just before we walk in, uh, first minister, I am honored to have you and the second minister at this gathering that I very quickly put together. Um, And I had something and I lost it. <laughs> um, I, I will say it, it resounds in me a, a similarity between the two of us, if I may be so bold. Uh, our shared background, uh, similar as it may be. There are a lot of pressures, a lot of difficulties that come with living a life of, of constant suspicion and constant tension, always looking over your shoulder and the juxtaposition of what it is to be a leader of people, a unifying factor. He puts his hand on your, on your shoulder and uh, gives you a big smile and doesn't say anything, just steps to the door. Uh, sort of under my breath, I wish us both luck. 
Um, all right, aboard or back aboard, they're back uh, under the under the ground. Um, you've done your count out. The six seconds have passed. Uh, everyone, sh- everyone on the outside should be transported out without using your communicators. You won't know for sure. But what do you want to do? Uh, barrel, barrel in. All right. Um, you I'm burst- gonna let them barrel in. <laughs> who who all's going up? So you're I, obviously. Uh, um, our, our blue guy is going in. Mm-hmm. Mr. Clean. The blue brawler. The blue brawler. <laughs> uh, um, let's see if I can find uh, all Dasavi you. will definitely hang back and let them clear the room. All right. We got this one. We got not this a war one. doctor. Cass will go in. All right. So the two, Cass and uh, Koba, uh, you guys. Uh, Head up into the room. Uh, weapons are out, I assume, and up. Um, give me a. Um, I'm gonna. St- are you gonna start shooting outright, or do you want to try to oh. secure the room without? Hold on. Sure. I'm. I'm a genius. Um, how can I? Det- can I tell how many different thought patterns I'm sensing in the room? Oh, right. You're a Bajoran, or a Bajoran yeah. right? Uh, there are five, six. I will say six. Just okay. assuming that the child is having some kind it's of thought pattern. Sentient. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Wait, right, so I will, including the child? What's that? Six, including the child. Okay. Six, including the child. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, you're full Bajoran, right? Yep. There are eight. It's eight. The hell? Oh. All right. Two that didn't show up on sensors. Yeah. It would seem there are more than anticipated. Um, Can I determine if the additional two are are Bajoran with the resistance or are additional hostages, are oddly sentient frogs? So to touch the mind that far, I'm not actually sure how the how the Betazoid uh, mind uh, telepathy works. Me either. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just uh, on the cuff, I'm going to do a uh, give me an insight and medicine roll. Okay. And your difficulty will be two. It was not Ooh. good. Okay. Um, um, okay, how about this? Bubba, how good a shot are you? Uh, weights are more my thing than phasers. Right. But, uh, okay, because I, what I was thinking was we go in, we shoot the pattern inhibitor, call it good. I like that thinking. Let's... Between the two of us, we should be able to hit it and... Tell you what, I, I will keep him busy. I'll track the attention. You find the inhibitor and take it out. I like it. Uh, I, w- I was actually thinking independently of that, that Jisa, just, uh, just as a contingency, would like to get a uh, uh, transporter lock on uh, Yates and the child. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, give me in order to get the lock because of the 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 current inhibitor that is there. Uh, the difficulty is going to be three, uh, but you can give me an engineering and uh, daring or control. Either one is fine. Um, if they shoot down the inhibitor, the actual transport will be easier. But this will give you uh, if you if you get the lock now, it'll give you advantage uh, to actually do the transport. Make okay. Sense? Make sense. Uh, yeah, so if I get it now, I get advantage, but I Correct. can try again when they take down the inhibitor. Uh, what'll happen is if you get a lock now, uh, you'll get advantage when you go to transport, and the transport itself will be easier. It'll, it'll be difficulty zero, okay. really, um, once they drop the inhibitor. Without them dropping the inhibitor, it's a it's a higher difficulty to actually transport her, mm -hmm. but I'll give you advantage to do it. So to get the lock, it's, it's a difficulty three control engineering. Correct. Or daring okay. engineering, I'll take either one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll take control engineering because that's uh, 15 total. Uh, okay. Um, would my electronic warfare focus come into play bypassing, trying to bypass this uh, inhibitor? I'd say for the lock, yes. For the transport, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So anything under a four will count as two. Uh, do we want to spend this last... Uh, momentum on this is this important enough it's a backup no 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 well yeah, so we'll we save that, for the, that for the actual firefight yeah or the yep. firefight yeah gotcha uh okay two dice right cool what do we got uh yeah two successes all right that's not enough it's not enough. oh well um so you you don't get a firm lock uh it it you have something of a lock, but it's not, it's not, um, you're not a hundred percent certain that that mm -hmm. lock's going to help you in the long run. Sure. Um, so to transport through the, um, to transport through the inhibitor is going to be difficulty, uh, three also, which obviously you don't want to do right now, but, no. yeah. um, all right. With that, uh, you guys are going to go up through the, up through the, the, the floor and, and what you're going to describe, describe the scene for me The you know, the transport is over. Uh, yeah. Your time is up. You guys can do what you want to do. What are you going to do? Uh, Koba is going to hold up a blue, uh, blue fingers. He's going to go three, two, and then he's just going to uh, round the corner and start uh, phasering. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Cass is going to be like one step behind and angling over to get us, get as good a shot at the transport inhibitor as she can get. Okay. Uh, uh, Koba, go ahead and go first. You are <coughs> the leader of initiative. So you get to go so first. Instead of rolling to attack, sure. can sure. I roll to give uh, uh, Jessa advantage on her thing? Since I'm not really, I'm not really even trying to shoot them. Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to distract you're, them. You're laying so cover, that, basically, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, you mean Cass? Yeah, Cass. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead and give me a, um, for that, I think, because you're trying to intimidate them and trying to get her some advantage, I think that should be presence and security. Okay. All right. Presence plus, yeah, presence plus security. That uh, does succeed. Okay. Is that two or just no. one? It does. I'm sorry. It does not. No, I, I miscounted. Uh, does neither neither succeeds? Okay. Uh, 
Um, so you you step around the corner and start firing, and uh, they take cover, uh, but they do not. You're not going to give it advantage, but you definitely take. They definitely take cover, and uh, as they are taking cover for their first action, uh, they will not get a chance to fire back um, as they are ducking behind stuff. Um, so it's kind of succeeding with a cost. Um, and that'll bring us to uh, Cass. Let me run this by you. Instead of shooting it, can she just disable it? I'm asking because her engineering is way better than her security. <laughs> um, you could, but it would take longer than it would to shoot it. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's try the shooting. Okay. Control, security, no focus, 2D20s. Spend the momentum. What do you think? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, spent. Three dice. Mm. Two Seven, successes. Ten, Eighteen. Okay, you hit it. It uh, it falls over in a shower of sparks and uh, a, a sickening droid war warble sound that would be made by an R two unit in this Ooh. other setting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blasphemer. Uh, it goes down and uh, you um, you are 99% sure there is no longer a, a, uh, a, a transport inhibitor. Um, back at the ship, um, Jissa, you note uh, on your sensors that the, uh, the uh, dampener is down, but before you get to act, they get to act one more time. Um, one of them, who uh, is slightly behind cover, but not fully, uh, takes a slide out and uh, phasers herself at, um, I'm going to go ahead and say the blue guy, because he's the scary yeah. one right now. Oh. Yeah. And exactly. I'm going to spend two threat Oof. for extra dice. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> okay, interesting. That is going to be two hits because the 11 hits and the eight hits. The 13 and the 20 do not. Do we get uh, a momentum two... for that 20? Uh, no, it doesn't work that no. way. <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, okay. No. Okay. I. It... Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, anyway, uh, two hits, but I get no additional momentum. So... Uh, this is uh, three and a three. So one, two, three, one, two, three, six. Uh, and you take one damage. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, so you are you are hit slightly in the shoulder, but it doesn't really even uh, it doesn't even phase you. Although uh, you huh. note that that is a burning, burning sensation. That is that phaser is not set to stun. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quip. You need a bigger gun than that to take down Koba. Um, at which point, either the doctor or Jissa can go. Uh, the doctor is hanging back in the tunnel, uh, maintaining cover and concealment, and currently face palming <laughs> at his at his, at Koba's trash talk. Okay, Jissa, did you want? Yeah, this should be Jissa. Um, could, you could drink. Yeah them out uh as well the yeah now the pattern now the damper is gone yeah 
Well, now that the damper is gone, I think it's easier to transport one and a half people than four people slash six people, whatever those two other non-sensor telepathic entities are. Well, we should probably ask, is it going to be harder to transport a pregnant woman? Are there any complications in parenting that? Um, depends on her state. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, I'll spend, because uh, I already said it was going to be zero, but I will go ahead and spend uh, I'll spend two threats to say it's a difficulty two to transport her and it would be a difficulty f- uh, I think it's difficulty three to transport them um, because you get all, to get all four of them, it would be difficulty three. Mm-hmm. Um, however, a complication, if a complication were to arise for her, it would be far worse than a complication that arises for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And the doctor has been pretty clear about Actually, she doesn't want her transported until she gets eyes on to make sure she's okay for that. I'll tell you what, I raised it by one. I'm going to spend two more threat because I have them and I want to burn them up uh, <laughs> to, uh, Keep the difficulty as one, uh, but raise the complication range by three. By f- I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, oh, 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 oh. How far along Jesus is this pregnancy? Christ. How far along is this pregnancy? She is within. She's almost ready right to now. pop. Yeah, within yeah. within hours or days of giving birth. Yeah, yeah I'm about. I'm, I'm ready to just fulfill this prophecy right now and just yank <laughs> the baby. <laughs> <laughs> just beating the baby out by itself. <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> been done. Yeah, has been done. Uh, no. Can um since since we already had sensors on this whole compound, do I know where the enemies are in comparison to where Yates yes. is? Okay. Yes. Well, um, would but we there were two people we couldn't detect at all. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. There were two, there were two telepathic signatures you could not detect. So yeah. either we beam out the four we can and leave us in there with the with the victim and two invisible assailants, or we take the chance beam the victim out and leave us in there with six assailants. Right. It's ultimately just as call. Uh, so yeah, it is because she yeah. doesn't know what the hell is right. going on in there. Right, right. She doesn't have the awareness so, of that. And of can't detect the right, can't detect the additional two. So yeah, mm-hmm. it is entirely on her. I mean, my my plan was just to establish a, a transporter lock, and just so I could yank her whenever I, whenever things really hit the fan. Okay. Okay. Well, there is okay. definitely you're definitely detecting phaser fire, um, and that is what you've got. There is there is phaser fire, and the damper right. is down. Right. So if you do want, if you do not wish to take an action, that is fine. You do not you do not have to. Uh, you said difficulty one. The complication is, is plus four. Four. So that's fifteen to twenty. Correct. Oh, so how man. does that work oh. if you if your success range falls in that fifteen to twenty? So like if your success range is a is a fifteen or a sixteen, you, su- and you succeed with the complication, but the, you get the okay. complication. Yeah. Got you. I mean, I really want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you, I mean, if it's, if it's a bad call, if it ends up being a bad call, then you pay for it, yep. <laughs> so, which is interesting story-wise. I'm not saying not yeah. to. And yeah, yeah. Jace is no, not going to no. know that there's anything other than the, hey, the plan is working. Yeah, right. yeah, screw it. No, I'm, I'm doing it. The, the, the GM in me, in, in me has to do it. <laughs> yeah. I have to do it. Yeah, I cannot. I cannot uh, forfeit all of this narrative. Remembering that you forward. have no momentum at the moment. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm just going to buy some with with threat. Okay. Well, don't buy. <laughs> don't buy too many because more dice means more chances for complications. It does. That yeah. that is true. That is true. And your difficulty um, is only one. Difficulty yeah, is only I would, one. I would say don't one. even buy. Don't even buy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Okay. I like uh, it. Yeah, th- this is a secondary character, so she doesn't have any determination to spend, right? Nope. Nope. Uh, all right. So th- this is just a uh, this is just straight uh, roll. <laughs> just a straight roll. Two uh, dice in the okay. fate of the galaxy. <laughs> all right, let's go. Come on, Jisa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. uh, oh, oh, oh. Yanking that baby right out. Okay. Uh, well, so you you initiate the transport, um, and uh, we will cut back to the DS9. Love it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to end it right there. Yeah, that's that's a perfect. Love beat. it. Love it. Yeah, that is a perfect beat. Yeah. This this is going to be so horrible. Okay. <laughs> oh, that that could not have worked better. I, I know. I know. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs>